Hello, and welcome to Shelf Confidence, a podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Food Merchants Association that focuses on trends and innovation in the food and beverage industry. I'm Erica Loxton, your host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with one of the association's new members, Old City Media. Old City Media is a national marketing agency that helps brands connect with targeted demographics through experiential marketing. This process is achieved through their robust network of clients and proven formulas of brand integration. They also help companies leverage their assets to a brand looking for that all-important niche audience. With over 20 years of experience in this field, the Old City Media team has the ability to bridge the gap while saving you time and money. I'm excited to welcome Old City Media's founder, Ray Sheehan, to the podcast today. Welcome, Ray. We're glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me on the pod. Super excited to talk to you and all your listeners. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about Old City Media. Yeah, so we're essentially an experiential marketing agency. We started 20 years ago here in the great state of Pennsylvania. We would go out and produce these massive beer festivals at PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then here in the Philadelphia area at Citizens Bank Park. So we would produce these gigantic craft beer, wine festivals at these two beautiful ballparks, and then COVID happened. That landed on our lap, and obviously, like everyone else, we needed to pivot slightly and kind of changed our business model, but we essentially come from the special event space and now have turned our attention more to helping retailers and brands all throughout the state of Pennsylvania. That's awesome. Well, we love to hear that being in the food retail business. So let's jump into it a little bit. What is experiential marketing versus pop-up brand activation? So an experiential marketing is really what it is. If you take the word experience, it's a way for a brand to have this immediate connection with their end consumer. So if you think about it, like you or everyone kind of like watching or listening to this podcast, you're getting served so many different ads per day. And consumers, we consume entertainment so much differently than we did five, 10 years ago. So it makes it challenging for a brand to go out and promote their services or products or whatever it is. So experiential marketing essentially gives them an opportunity to take their brand and take that brand and place it at retail, place it at grocery, place it at an event. And now that brand can actually have a conversation with the consumer. It can gather all this amazing insight. What do you love about our brand? What do you maybe hate about our brand? You might go out in the field and, and understand like, wow, we need to do a better job with our customer service or we're we're not doing a good enough job talking about what our real point of difference is or, or, or you know what? We're doing all these amazing things with our brand, and these are things that we should lean into. So as a brand manager, as a field marketing manager, you're going to continue to advertise on social. You're going to continue to do all the sort of things that you do to market your brand. Experiential marketing gives you an opportunity to really integrate your brand into the fabric of the community and get some amazing insights while you're there. That's awesome. So some OG marketing going on (laughs) back to the roots of what marketing was back in the day before we had all this digital and social. No, you're, you're exactly right. And if you really think about it and, and I don't want to get political here, but 
2024, it, it, this is going to be a crazy year. You have an election coming up. So what happens is, regardless of what side you're on, you're going to be served a lot of political ads. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, you name it. So a lot of brands out there are probably thinking about, hey, what are some creative ways to really drive my 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 return on investment? And it's going to be very expensive to advertise on the radio. It's going to be very expensive to advertise on TV and in social. So a lot of these larger media companies, they know that. They know a lot of their ads are going to be gobbled up by a lot of these political parties. So now our our program or our strategy to your point, we bring it back to the early 1900s, and it's like literally marketing one-on-one. Let's put your brand right in front of the end consumer. Yeah, that's great. So how do you help re- your retail partners? Yes, and that's what really makes this program so interesting is really how synergistic it really is. So a lot of these brands uh, that we work, and these are telecom, these are energy, these are charity. There's a lot of different brands that we work with. So if anyone wants some deeper insight, they could go to the website after the pod to get a little smarter about the brands. But anyone listening, if you have a business, a product or a service, we can probably help you. How the retailers really benefit from this program, we take the brands and then we place them at retail. So the benefit of the retail from the retailer is we're now showing them creative ways to monetize their property. So a lot of retailers out there, it could be a hardware store, could be a grocery store, could be just uh, a drugstore, you name it. They probably have some available floor space they're they're not utilizing. Our team comes in, works with them, and creates that pop-up or that experiential activation at their location. And what we do is, A, we compensate the retailer for having us there, and then we purchase all these gift cards. And what happens is the the program, and we've all been in the mall before. We've all seen that annoying person trying to spray you with some new age cologne or perfume. We can't be that, right? We need to figure out how do we enhance the customer experience at retail and how you do that is you provide value by and and value comes in a lot of different currencies. It could be insight. It could be knowledge. It could be a gift card to that retailer. So we kind of work with the retailer. We show them creative ways to monetize their property. We show them creative ways to enhance that customer experience. And then there's a softer side of the program. And that could be just by having our teams there, just by having an extra set of eyes and ears at that location, that can help simple things like loss prevention, right? Just simply greeting someone as they're walking through the door. And now that potential shoplifter is like, wow, someone's looking at me. They, I've, I've actually been noticed here as I'm walking in the store. So there's a lot of softer elements to this program, but ultimately we're sitting down with the retailer and we're showing them real creative ways to drive additional revenue that's going right to their bottom line. That's great. So that's how you work with retailers. So retailers come to you for that service and are brands also coming to you or are you going out to find the brands? How does that work? It's happening in a lot of different ways. So like someone who could be listening right now, like, hey, I have a business or I'm a brand and I want to I want to grow my brand, right? I mean, a lot of these brands, they're sales focused, right? So they obviously have an objective and, and not everyone wants to come out and sell. Like we work with some telecommunications brands and it's just awareness and exposure. I'm T-Mobile. I want to tell everyone about our amazing 5G network, right? So certain brands will come to us and say, Ray, we just have a message. 
Maybe we are the um, a charity organization and we're looking for volunteers or we're looking for to support our fundraising efforts. So brands come in a lot of different shapes and sizes and we will engage them or those brands will engage us and say, hey, Ray, we have a strategy. Uh, we're trying to create additional brand awareness in in 2024. We want to solve food insecurities. We want to solve um, we want we have a new product offering or a new extension or we're now we just released this new thing. We want to make sure we go out in the market and the community knows that we now offer this where we didn't before. So brands come to us or we go to them. Conversely, with the retailers or grocery, we generally go to them. And we go to them with an opportunity. We're like Match.com. It's like you have all these retailers, you have all these brands, and we try to be the conduit of like bringing them together to take out all the ag, take out all the noise. And now you have one seamless process. We're handling the scheduling. We're handling the accounting. We're making sure when they show up on the property, everyone knows what they're doing. So if I'm a retailer or grocery store, right, we're busy enough. We have enough on our plate. How can you come in and simplify the process and make this extremely seamless for my team? That's what we do. So yes, we typically go out to them or a lot of retailers are coming to us and saying, hey, Ray, <laughs> we have to hit numbers like everyone else. Educate us, show us how we can drive an additional 10, 20, 50, $100,000 that goes right to our bottom line. And then we'll build out the strategy and the plan based around their goals and objectives. Great, great. So you've mentioned the program a few times. So I'm assuming you're talking about the gift program. What exactly is the gift program? Yeah, so the, the impetus of this was COVID lands on our lap. No large social gatherings, no events at like a PNC Park or Citizens Bank Park. And, and my idea was, how do we give back to the community? So the gift was get involved for tomorrow. And then there was a whole playoff of the gift cards. And like I mentioned before, I wanted to make sure that this program was not some hardcore solicitation. Like if I'm a retail or grocery owner, I don't want anyone harassing my customers. I'm Ace Hardware. I've been in the community for 50 years. I'm the, I'm the old school influencer. Like I really influence people. And my client base, I'm, they're very loyal to me. So I wanted to make sure that the gift program rewarded your customers by way of giving them a gift card. No purchase necessary, didn't need to sign up. We don't want their firstborn. We just want to be able to come in, promote our, promote and market our services, let them know who we are. And then with that interaction, let me give them a gift card, an ACE gift card, or maybe it's a ShopRite gift card or whatever the gift card is. So the gift program was kind of a little bit of a play off of the gift cards, gifting the community, I mean, kind of bringing it all together and also gifting our amazing retail and grocery partners. No, that's great. Love that. So do you have any success stories to share with us? How is this actually working in the community? There's so many. And a lot of a lot of the brands, um, like a couple of our brands were like, you know, like, Ray, we want to do something during the holidays. Not only do we want to, you know, promote and market our business, but we want to do a toy drive. And we did this like really fun program where we we created a toy drive. And a lot of the portions of the proceeds actually physically went back to the community. We've done some um, um, food drop offs where it's like food insecurities is a really is a big problem. Um, other retailers of ours, their their challenge was, Ray, we love the economics. We love the fact that you're coming here, you're spending money in their gift cards. 
But Ray, how do we reward our employees? How do we reward our staff? How do we retain talent? Like every like people listening to this pod are probably dealing with a lot of other. It's hard to retain talent. A lot of people have left the workforce. So some of the retailers are like, Ray, can you fill the fridge? So when these brands come out, how do we take care of our team in the back of the house? And that's what we did, whether it's bottled water, whether it was energy bars. So a lot of different case studies from a brand's perspective is growing their brand, educating the community about their products and services. That was a huge win. Giving back to the community, whether it was a tour, tour, eh, toy drive or helping food insecurities, or in the case of the retailer or grocery partner of rewarding their staff by rewarding their employees by creating this fill the fridge program. So a lot of huge wins. And then the lighter and softer things with some of our retail partners, they're in underserved communities. And some of these underserved communities have, have been dealing with a lot of shrinkage issues and in in kind of like what I mentioned with, with um, the loss prevention and us purely simply being there and just creating some extra awareness and exposure has also helped. So a lot of different case studies to share. Uh, the program has really been fantastic for the brands and then more importantly for all our amazing retailers and grocery partners. Wow, that's really great. Great to hear. So kind of jumping into another aspect of um, your wheelhouse, uh, marketing trends. We talked a little bit about trends earlier. We are seeing a big push towards interactive content, AI marketing, live streaming, promoting users over products, you know, the, the OG marketing that we talked about and more. What are some things that you're seeing as we go into 2024? Yeah, a lot of different things that I that you just mentioned there. So for me, it's like really understanding your business and then how can you tap into the technologies that are out there. And for us, you know, simple as like AI, whether it's like who are we engaging once they come to our website. So a lot of a lot of the brands that were out there, it's like how are once that consumer is coming to your website. How are you immediately engaging with them? As we all know, the consumer has the attention span the size of a gnat. So there are technology. There's AI tools out there that can immediately grab the attention of that consumer and grab that consumer into your lead funnel. And now once that consumer is into your lead funnel, how are how are systems in place to kind of engaging with that consumer? One big um, a trend that I see in 2024 is really the, the pop-up activation. It's really going out into the market. And I touched on this briefly. I think the traditional forms of media are going to be challenging in 2024 with an election year coming up. I think it's going to be really not difficult. I just think it's going to be very expensive to advertise. So if any brand out there is looking for creative ways to spend their marketing budget, what are other things that you can do? Tapping into your email list, tapping into your social, your own, the things that you've already created that you've built up to me are really, really important. And then additionally, how can you take your brand and take your brand and really get it out into the marketplace by doing a lot of these different pop-up activations? Yeah, exactly. My favorite trend and something that I see some of our food and beverage retail um, industry folks doing is going into their comment sections on social media and really engaging with people on there. They're being able to take their brand story farther. And we see brands like one of our members and sponsors, Sheets, doing a great job at this, just engaging in the comment section. So some low-hanging fruit, something free you can do, take a little bit of effort, but a great see, a great trend that we're seeing in 2024. So you're exactly right. We kind of touched on that a little bit. 
Yeah, you're, you're you're just to piggyback that. Like to me, like there's a couple words that are really popping up that anyone out there that's watching this, whether you're a retailer or whether you're a brand, it's really engagement. And you just mentioned that it could be something as simple and social, or it could be about what we're discussing and authenticity. Like to me, that's certain things yeah. that I think consumers now are really, really dived into. Like how authentic is your brand? There's been, you know, years past, I feel like I've been lied to as a consumer. I feel like uh, brands and retailers are just doing things because this is the trendy thing. So I think consumers, you're seeing this shift in like, okay, how are you engaging with me? And what brands are really authentic to what my likes and interests are? So those are some buzzwords that you're absolutely going to see in 2024. Yeah, that's awesome, Ray. Well, it was so glad to have you on the program. We're so uh, excited to have you as a new member. And it was great to learn a little bit more about what you do and the insights you have. And um, everyone can go to your website. And can you, what's your website? Yeah, if anyone has, if anyone would have a deeper conversation, like, Ray, this sounds interesting. I want some more insight to truly evaluate this if it makes sense for my location or if I'm a brand manager, I want to understand the economics around this. Yes, go to oldcitymedia.com. Again, that's oldcitymedia.com. My name is Ray. You can email me at Ray at Old City Media. Um, all of our socials are there. Um, there's a comment section on there. There's a you can you can basically fill out the form. Um, but yes, go to oldcitymedia.com. Would love to have a conversation with each and every one of your listeners on how we can help them drive some additional revenue. And whether you're a brand or you're a retailer, and really put them in position for success for an amazing 2024. Awesome. Thanks, Ray. Stay tuned for more great Shelf Confidence episodes this season. If you enjoyed Shelf Confidence, please subscribe and share. Thanks for listening.